This is the Business Storytelling Podcast with Christoph Trapp, available on Google, Spotify, Apple, Pandora, and other podcast channels. Want to play it on your iPhone? Just ask Siri to play the Christoph Trapp Business Storytelling Podcast, also available on Alexa. Here's Christoph with today's episode. Hey, good morning, Business storytellers, how's how's it going? Today, slightly different setup. I'm still spending the day standing up here. So this is my setup. When I'm standing up, a little bit easier to do, quite frankly. A little bit harder to answer your if any questions on the live show. But let me throw up, um, let me throw up the phone number. Not, it's not a true phone number, um, but you can leave me a voicemail using the Anchor.fm platform. Um, of course, if you're listening on the podcast channels, super easy to do on there as well. I want to talk about machine-generated content today. And this is an interesting topic to me because I got some mixed feelings, quite frankly. What's interesting to me is we can make use of this technology, but how does it affect work from content creators and have the machines do it. But here's the thing, guys. Here's the thing. Machines are going to do more and more of the tasks that can be done by why not learn those tools, why not understand those tools, and then basically use them to your advantage. So I'm actually sharing the screen here on the live stream. So if you're watching on the live stream, um, you can see it. If you are listening on the podcast version, no worries. I, um, I'll kind of walk you through it. But what's machine-generated content anyways? So in the old days, and I actually did it in a while, 22 years ago, maybe more, uh, roughly, I would go to sporting events, high school football games, high school basketball games, um, NFL games, actually, for Huddle, German magazine. And I would cover them. And then I would take the stats, and I would write a story. Now, before I write the story, I also run down to the locker room, in the case of the NFL, or over to the locker room, in the case of high school football. And I, I would get from, I would, you know, hear from them. What's your take? What happened? And of course, sometimes we get these lame quotes. Well, the other team scored more. Well, no kidding. I just added 500 steps to get that from you. But sometimes you get good context. My leg was broken. I played a game with a broken ankle. You know, whatever. I had a concussion or, you know, whatever it might be. And now we have machines generating a lot of that same content. Now, the machines are not necessarily creating the content with the quotes, but stories from data that's input. So let me just give you, so I was at a softball tournament this weekend, and Game Changer, powered by Narrative Science, that's a Chicago-based company that handles machine-generated content. And let me just read uh, three of the headlines to you. Game between Cedar Rapids Blue Devils and uh, Dusty Rogers Baseball Academy ends in a tie. 
not the best headline, but it's not incorrect. You know, I mean, it's not incorrect. It's definitely not gauging headline. Then we have early lead for QC Firebirds. Seals fate for Cedar Rapids Blue Devils. I mean, that's not a horrible. I mean, I wanted Cedar Rapids to win, obviously, but that's not a horrible headline at all. Like if if an editor would submit that to me, I, I I might approve it. And then this one is actually really good in my opinion. Cedar Rapids Blue Devils holds off Davenport Wildcats as six-run deficit is nearly erased. That headline, it's it's not horrible. And so then, let me, I'm going to have to zoom in here a little bit. It's kind of hard to read for me even. Um, let me just read this quick story to you. I'm not going to read the whole thing, but just to give you an idea. Cedar Rapids Blue Devils got out to a six-run lead in the third inning and held on for a 13-11 victory over Davenport on Saturday. Davenport Wildcats scored six runs in the failed comeback on a double by number 20 in the third, a single by number one in the fourth, and a single by number three in the fourth. Both pitching staffs had their hands full, frequently dealing with runners on base. Cedar Rapids Blue Devils collected 12 hits and Davenport 14. In the first inning, when number eight doubled in on the first pitch of the at-bat, scoring one run. So that is not a horrible game story at all. So if machines can write this, and this is sports, I'm not just picking on the sports writers here, but this can be used in a lot of different industries. And so really what I broke it down to here, and I did ask, I did email the narrative science team and, and to see if they could come on the show. And if they do, um, I'll be um, I'll be back with this topic and we dive into in a nutshell of how content creation that's machine generated works. Some kind of data input in a structured format. So in this case, a parent is sitting there and inputting the data, right? They're inputting the data, they're inputting what's happening, uh, play by play, and then the computer, the machine, puts it all together, aggregates it, so to speak, and then they turn it into a story. Now, then you have to have a trigger point that prompts the content creation. Because otherwise, how does the computer know when to start? So in the case of games, what happens is once the game is over and you click the game is over, then it creates that story. And I think there was one case where the, the game, um, there was a problem with the, the system or, or whatever, um, data was lost or whatever, and it, and it didn't finish. So it didn't create that story right away because it didn't have that um, trigger point. And then the content creation and public output. Like anything in content, if it's not published, doesn't exist, right? So it has to be published. And I really find this an interesting way to um creation and so of course the ap has done this for a long time and i've actually quoted that example before on on some shows but you know i haven't really dove into it too deeply so now i, I have and now i'm seeing how it works and it's pretty close so let's think about 
how can we use this? How can we use it in B2B? How can we use it in B2C? Whatever. We're all trying to reach people. The end, you know? So let's figure that out. How do we use this technology to reach people trying? And also, here's the other thing. Why are content creators spending time writing the stories that the machines can write? Now, I don't know what the cost is. So every once in a while, people push me on um, how do we bring down cost for content creation, right? And one answer I've had to that over the years is you you hire more entry-level writers, you know? So then it's cheaper. Um, you still need somebody who leads it, like, you know, the, the content strategist or whatever, for lack of a better term. But, but that used to be the answer. Now, I don't know how much narrative science costs. And you also have to remember that even if, the tool is cheaper than one writer. Somebody still has the data, right? So you have to think about what's the data that we have? What's the um, what's the output we want? And then you have to kind of tie that all together. So it's not as simple, you know, nothing is ever as simple as it sounds, right? So you have to kind of do the math and figure that out. Now, at the end of the day, we still need content strategists because somebody has to come up with a strategy. Somebody has to come up with uh, what we're doing, why we're doing it, um, how do we reach people, how do we get it in front of people, what's the strategy. So a game changer, I think it's autopilot by now, you know, and now they keep adding new features. For example, they got the live stream function in there. So that's kind of neat. The other thing I didn't mention in the article, but I just thought about it's also neat. On Game Changer, you can turn on the radio broadcast. So this is a computer-generated voice that actually does the play-by-play -play for the game. So when I went to the bathroom a couple of times, you know, during the game, I would just take my phone, turn on the radio broadcast, so to speak, and it's really just uh, an automated voice. Doesn't sound too horrible. I mean, think about it. We're listening and talking to the digital assistant i listened to it it, it was it was kind of neat and it was not terrible they also had some background noise when there was a hit they had you know they, they actually showed that they actually uh, not showed it but they they had a sound like you know the ball got hit so really um pretty advanced so but somebody still has to input the data now in softball or baseball or any of these team sports youth sports a parent is doing it voluntarily, right? In business, you probably still have to pay somebody to do it. Now, what are we gonna do with all these writers? What are we gonna do with all these content people? The answer is yes, somebody needs to do the strategy, but also somebody needs to write the content that machines can't produce maybe yet. I don't know if they ever will, but for example, if I am writing an article with my own personal perspective and the only data input truly honestly is my own experience and I'm, I'm drawing computers to write, you know? Um, but if I have that data input, however that might look, a computer can do it. So I'll give you an example. I do a live stream right here, right? We're live, all the different channels. And 
Now I'm putting it on the podcast version, you know, 20 more channels. That's a manual process. doesn't take very long, quite frankly. But then I write an article. And now there's companies out there that have figured out that that is a good model. Duh. Yes, you should write articles from your podcast. Like, seriously, who, you know, I'm not a rocket scientist, guys. Like, you got to throw your content a parade to make it work. Content. But so at the end of the day, can I take the podcast and I turn the podcast into an article automagically? So there is some tools out there that actually help you do that. So lately, AI, for example, is one that takes content, written, um, audio, whatever, and they turn it into um, they turn it into written content. Now, can that tool or other tools turn it into a blog post? Maybe. Now, the problem is that I found is when I write articles from a, a podcast or a live stream and I turn them into a blog post, it's never in the order that the conversation was in. Because think about this show, too, you know. I'm, like, I'm talking and I'm sharing things, and I'm going on tangents, and I'm coming back to a tangent, and I'm doing this, and I'm talking about that, and all these different things. So at the end of the day, it's not in the order the article should be in. And that's just something to think about. So when you have a game story, the game story, a lot of it's in common. Um, no, lost my train of thought here it's it's in the order the game was in not always right but then the machine can figure that out because you know if there's a comeback in the whatever eighth inning or ninth inning it can figure out that that needs to be the lead so to speak but when i have an article from this live stream today how does the machine know that the topic I talked about last, for whatever reason, even though maybe it should have been earlier, is actually the most important thing for the article. Probably will be a way to do it. So basically the way I envision it, you have a content strategy map. This is what we're trying to do. These are the topics, whatever. And then the computer can figure out, okay, this is most important. This is less important, whatever. But that's still a ways away, you know? So you still need content creators to do it. But if you have usable data coming in that can then be turned into a good story, an interesting story, most of the time you were exploring whether you use narrative science, I don't I don't know them. This is not a sponsored show from them. I just saw them this weekend. Or another similar tool. <clears throat> Give it a try. And I think I think it's worth trying. And and here's the other thing. I think it's always important to remember how to integrate all these new things. And I've been in way too many systems on way too many projects where there were people who fought the new things. So they thought, it's not the case. Podcasting, 
is not going away. Podcasting is not going away. Live streaming is not going away. The internet is not going away. All kinds of things are not going away. So you might as well embrace those things and basically integrate them into what you're doing. Back in the day, I grew up as a writer. Then I went on TV. I didn't go into writing. but I'm an introvert. I am, kind of how it goes. But I've embraced all this new technology. I've embraced new things. I've learned marketing automation tools. I've learned different things that are interesting and important to understand when it comes to making my content go further. And at the end of the day, that's really what we're all trying to accomplish. We want our content to perform. You might be aware of performance that's in my carousel on Amazon anymore. But at the end of the day, we want our content. Yeah, there it is. I highlighted it over on the Amazon Live version, content performance culture, Christoph Trapp, you can search for that on Amazon and find it that way as well. But integrating the right tools and the right price points can help you be more successful with your content. And that's really what it all comes down to, if you ask me. So, you know, find that right mix. And the other thing is to on a writer, you might just be paying it somewhere else. So you kind of have to weigh that as well. And then the other thing is, you know, I, I was thinking about that the other day. When it comes to chatbots, there's so many horrible chatbots out there. It's just crazy. So I saw an opening for chatbot writer. And I've written some chatbots myself, some some playbooks. They're called on, on Drift. Uh, thanks, Drift, for uh, creating an awesome product. Not sponsored again. Just saying what's on my mind here. But there's so many horrible ones out there. So even if you have the tool, somebody still has to create the content. Somebody still has to run it. Somebody still has to check it. So just something to keep in mind. Just because you're buying a tool or a platform or software or whatever, that doesn't mean it completely erases you know, a team structure, you still need the team. I mean, think about it. I'm doing a live stream. Somebody has to come on here, right? I mean, that's that's just kind of how it works. At some point, um, are there ways to automate more things? Maybe so. There already are, right? I'm pushing it to a number of channels at once. So it is possible. But machine learning, I'm very, very uh, excited to see how it evolves. Um, I think it definitely works um, in sports. Um, definitely not the columns. So if you're a columnist, you know, like, what's this dude talking about? He's crazy. I'm not crazy. I'm just talking about all the different possibilities that we have as content strategists, content marketers, journalists, anybody that is creating content. So let's figure out how do we make the best use of all these tools? How do we implement them? And how do we 
create and really annoying to people. So that's all I have for the day on machine learning. When the machines write engaging content, what happens to the rest of us? That's my answer, and I'm sticking to it until something changes because you know it will. Things are constantly evolving. I'm Christoph Trapp, your host and author of Going Live. Live stream your podcast to reach more people. Feel free to leave me a voicemail, bit.ly forward slash BSP voicemail, or send me a message on whatever network you want. I'm easy to find. Um, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Hello. Hi. Are you still there? I have a special offer for you. Thanks for listening all the way to the end. My going live book is now available on Amazon.com. And if you're in the United States, I'm happy to send you a signed copy, which you can order at paypal.me forward slash C-T-R-A-P-P-E, C-T-R-A-P-P-E forward slash 12. Thanks for your interest. If you're not in the United States, I can't send you a signed copy, but of course you can order on amazon.com.